0: This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. It is Saturday, which means I'm here with Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hey. Things are a little nutty around here, huh? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We have Rumi here, but he's sleeping. Very comfortably, it seems. Yes, because there's a bed on the floor. And no mean, big he's deal. laying his head on the pillow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bed on the floor because I'm sleeping in the office these days. Yeah, like a human bed, not a dog bed. Right. No, it's a full, full-size bed. It's a full-size bed because the house is um, torn apart. You make it work, though we're trying. You are. We're, we're we're trying every day. Every day is uh is an opportunity. So guys, we are going to do a double giveaway today. One person, but that one person gets two things. Today, I was going to give away the GBX protein powder that we really love. Yes. Do you prefer the vanilla or the chocolate? I have only tried the vanilla. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I really like them both, and we'll let today's winner pick if they want vanilla or chocolate. Mm-hmm. I really like them both. If I do vanilla, I usually put berries in it, um, and if I do chocolate, I usually put like almond butter or cashew butter or peely nut butter in it. Mm, that sounds good. And I'm a chocolate
1: person, so I'm surprised I haven't tried it yet. But mm. I have what do you it, so What do you
0: put in your vanilla one?
1: Uh, Usually cauliflower rice, banana, maybe some almond butter, peanut butter, or I'll do berries. Yeah. Really whatever I have on hand.
0: I like it because it's not gritty. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really smooth Mm -hmm. and creamy. It is vegan. It's free of all the like artificial, you know, when I see these shakes that are like birthday cake. I'm thinking, how many? Can we count the chemicals? We think we're doing something like really wonderful for ourselves by having a protein shake or a smoothie. And it's like, in some cases, you might as well be having a candy bar, which is so crazy. Um, But yeah, we love this one. So today's winner, who we will announce at the end of the show, is not only getting their choice of either vanilla or chocolate protein, um, but also... For Sigmatic coffee. This time, instead of the turmeric latte, we're going to do the um, dark roast with lion's mane and chaga, which is uh, my favorite. And it's the most... It's the most like just a regular dark roast coffee, right? Uh, in fact, it's entirely like a regular dark roast coffee, but it has the lion's mane and the chaga, these therapeutic mushroom extracts that really, really help with focus and concentration. And we're going to give away the travel packets, which is my favorite thing. Even when I'm home, I, I'll do the, the ground, the bag of the ground. But if I am up at the beach house for the weekend or traveling for work, just makes it so much better. So um, we will be giving away both Sarah and my favorite protein, as well as the Four Sigmatic Dark Roast with Lion's Mane and Chaga to today's winner. Guys, you can enter to win. We do this every single Saturday. We give something away that we really like and enjoy. There are three ways to win, and you can do all three and therefore increase the likelihood that you will win. Number one, you can leave a review of this podcast on iTunes slash Apple Podcast. Same, same. They're kind of, one's becoming the other. Uh, Or you can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. And or you can post on Facebook or Instagram your favorite episode or something that you've learned or loved from this podcast. Just make sure to tag me when you do it because otherwise I won't know that you posted it. So do not miss the end of today's episode to see who won if you won you got to email Sarah at PrimalPotential.com to claim your prize. S-A-R-A-H at PrimalPotential.com, and we will get it out to you super, super fast. Before we dive into the questions, I got an email um, from Joanne in Australia, and uh, she was like, you know, I would really love it if you could give a shout-out to all your Aussie listeners, everybody across the ocean in Australia. So officially, this is it. Not only a shout-out to Joanne, Hello, Joanne. Hi, Joanne. But also everybody in Australia. I was telling Joanne, we've got a lot of Australian clients. I would say a good chunk of our 12 Weeks to Transformation folks are in Australia. Sarah knows that because um, customs forms. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Many, many customs forms. We were talking about this the other day because I was saying that I don't know anybody's phone number anymore anymore. Like memorized, yeah. And you were saying that the reason you know mine is because of the customs forms, exactly. Isn't yeah, I would have no idea what yours is. Isn't otherwise, that hysterical. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, to everybody in Australia and to everybody everywhere, thanks for listening. But uh, especially to Joanne in Australia, we see you, we hear you. We're super glad that you are listening. All right, we've got a bunch of questions today. We
1: do. This one sort of starts out as a story. Um, we like stories? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, podcast number 630, Those Who Won't or Don't Change, spoke to me like nothing else has. I so want to change and go back to the joyful and social and then and healthy person I used to be, where I went to bed thinking about the day and the upcoming day and woke up with thoughts of things to be excited about the next morning. I would even lay out clothes to wear the next day, which is a complete 180 from where I am now. Now I take melatonin or an herbal concoction to be able to fall asleep and I get up and just feel like sighing when I wake the next morning. I don't really have brain fog and I don't really feel depressed. I am just blah. I meditate, I pray, I go to work. I try to force myself to exercise and eat right but I jump constantly from one plan to another and never get anywhere. It's too much and feels like a punishment even with plans that are not restrictive at all. I know it's crazy and it's also expensive. I so badly want to get out of this and cannot understand why I can't. And I stick to a plan for about three days only before throwing in the towel. And I've tried every single
0: plan out there. All right. There's so many things here that I want to dive into. So many, so many important things to touch on in this. In fact, this could be a podcast entirely in itself, right? All the different components of this. But let's start with this. In this comment, this individual said, it's crazy and it's expensive and I can't understand why I can't get out of it. You can, right? There is nothing about you that is unable to break out of this cycle. When you say to yourself, I can't get out of it, that is fundamentally untrue, I do believe that this is a pattern, absolutely, and it is also a choice, and you are also free to make any other choice in any other moment, at any other time, you are free to do that. This is not something that you are stuck in. This is something that you are choosing, and that is not the same all right? So the first thing I would say is you got to stop convincing yourself that you're stuck because you are not stuck. You are choosing a pattern, choosing it, which means you are free to make a different kind of choice. So when this individual says, this is the way it happens, I jump from one thing to the next and I only stick on it for three days, blah, blah, blah. Number one, You don't have to choose another plan. Like, you can decide today, I'm never going on another diet. I'm never following somebody else's rules ever again. You are free to make that choice. Now, that's not the only choice you can make. You can choose to go four days. You can choose to go five days. You can choose to stop counting days. There are infinite numbers of options, and the real barrier here is that you are telling yourself you're a victim of these choices, and you are not. Any Anytime somebody says to me, I want so badly to get out of this, and I don't understand why I can't, you can, and that's where we have to begin. Certain things that, that were part of this I also wanted to touch on um, This person says, like, I used to lay out clothes that I would wear the next day, and that's a total 180 from where I am now. Well, you can do that. Little things like that, when you compare, I used to be like this and now I'm like this, instead of, I don't know what's wrong with me, well, I'm going to do that today. You know? I can look back on periods of time where I would say, I used to get up and go straight to the gym. And now I'm just looking to fit it in, you know, when I'm feeling okay or when I have time or when I feel like it. But the reality is I can choose tomorrow to wake up and go to the gym first thing, just like you can choose to lay your clothes out tonight if you so desire it. A little caveat here, there was a, a lot more to this email than than what we shared. And one of the things that this person said was, I'm sure you're going to mention gut health supplements, but I'm terrified of spending money on another thing. First, you don't have to, right? Second, I'd be more terrified of continuing to live a life you don't love. You know, it's all perspective, right? There's so many ways to tackle this, but it begins with thinking differently. And what I want this person to do, as soon as you hear this episode, I want you to go back and listen episode 632, all right? If you have not yet listened to episode 632, and quite frankly, even if you have, you've got to listen to that. Because what I talk about in episode 632, and that's one of the most popular episodes I've done in a while, is that how we think triggers certain chemicals to be released from the brain that influence how we feel so let's say that you wake up and you're like, Ugh, I just don't have the zest for life and I'm feeling just kind of blah, right? Then your body is reducing stress chemicals and things that compound the way you feel like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? So then you feel even more that way, which means you think even more of those thoughts and you have the opportunity to think in a way that is greater than how you feel. And I would say you have an obligation to do that. So... Lots and lots and lots to unpack in this question, but I think those are great places to begin. You're not stuck. You can change. You can make some of the choices that you were making when you felt differently, and listen to episode 632. No mention of gut health supplements because it's not, this is mindset. This is 100% mindset, And, and that is great news because it's easy to change right now. So true. Can you talk about how to eat when total
1: cholesterol is
0: high due to being on a high-fat, low-carb diet for nine months? So it's clear from this question that this individual believes that the reason their cholesterol is high is because they ate uh, high-fat, low-carb for a period of nine months. And I would say I don't know that to be true, and I don't think you do either. And here's the deal with cholesterol. Cholesterol does not go up because of fat consumption, cholesterol is a marker of inflammation in the body, okay? So cholesterol goes up when there is illness or injury, inflammation in the body. So I would be looking at not high fat, low fat, because that reflects a fundamental misunderstanding of how cholesterol works, but why is there inflammation in the body? What is that coming from? Is it coming from eating foods to which you are sensitive, right? Because whether we look at high fat, low carb, or low fat, high carb, it can be pro-inflammatory or it can be anti-inflammatory. It can be health promoting or it can be health degrading. And so we have to look at those kinds of things. Overeating drives inflammation. Sugar drives inflammation, foods to which you are sensitive drive inflammation, undiagnosed health problems drive inflammation, stress drives inflammation, lack of sleep drives inflammation, elevated cholesterol is a sign to us that something is wrong, something is off, and our body is deploying cholesterol, think of it as like the human duct tape, for repair and recovery. Well, why is your body in this constant and elevated state of needing repair and recovery? What is the issue? You know, so how to eat when total cholesterol is high? Anti-inflammatory foods, avoiding pro-inflammatory foods. Sugar, out in all forms. Processed foods, minimized for sure. Overeating, out. And then anti-inflammatory foods can include things like omega-3s. So your salmon, your, your anchovies, sardines, uh, turmeric, things like that. Um, So, and and I've done a handful of episodes on what's really going on with cholesterol, what's really going on with triglycerides. So going to primalpotential.com using the search function there for for things like cholesterol um, is a great place to start as well.
1: I am curious about this next question.
0: Is it your question?
1: No, it's not. Uh, What did your very first course look like compared to your most recent launch of the 12 Weeks of Transformation in terms of numbers of clients and structure? This person says they're on the waitlist for the October session, which is awesome, and they are so inspired by your words and your business. Well,
0: that's really nice. I I'm know. trying to think back, like, so when I first started, I didn't have a course. Um, there is a degree of infrastructure and like tech stuff that I just did not have early on. Um, the the ability to deliver a course um, I just didn't have, and I had no clients, (laughs) you know? I had no listeners. So where I first started was working with clients one-on-one, and we would share a Google Doc, and every day... Um, It was nowhere near as robust or all-encompassing as the current identity journal is, but I would put questions in there when I would check it daily. Um, They would be putting things like what they were eating and when they were eating and how much they were eating as well as just things that were going on in their life or concerns that they had, and then we would get on the phone once so we can talk about it. Um, It was terribly inefficient and just not the kind of – Not the kind of format where you can help a lot of people um, or help them in like a systematic way. Like these are the things that I know are most important for you to establish as a foundation. Um, So that's kind of where it started. From there, I decided that I really liked the 12-week model because it's a short enough period of time where people aren't losing interest, but it's a long enough period of time that we can really affect some major change. And the first iterations of a 12-week program were almost entirely nutrition-based, and I love the nutrition side of things. But what I learned more and more over time, and and really I, I knew this from working with myself, Uh, but it proved to be increasingly true. Creating change for folks is really not about giving them the things to do and not do. It is about helping them identify why they're not doing them. The stories, the excuses, the perspectives that are getting in the way and removing that. But at first, that really wasn't the focus. The focus was very much on the nuts and bolts, the path, the strategy. And as I saw more and more that the real work was about these things that get in the way, we shifted in that direction. But initially, it was just a weekly challenge. That was it. And it's become more and more robust. Now, in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, I do live coaching webinars every single week. I do daily coaching audio messages. Seven days a week, you are getting a short coaching message. Um, And I've gotten, I don't know, maybe a little bit more intelligent over time, a little bit more strategic. We have something called Solution Central. Because what I learned, and I don't know why it took me so many years to actually put this into a tool for my clients, but it did. um, I've learned that the same issues and barriers come up time after time, whether that is overwhelm, frustration, comparison, any one of those normal common barriers, we have what is called solution central to address those things. So when you're feeling frustrated, when you're in a funk, when you feel like you can't get yourself back on track, we've got a tool for that. Um, So yeah, that's, that's really one of the main shifts. And I would say the other main shift in addition to the tools and in addition to the process is in my own work that I do where I am being coached. So whether that is with my business coach or in some of my masterminds and also what I've seen in these 12 groups as they've evolved is that some of the greatest lessons come from questions other people asked or challenges that other people brought up. And I really robbed so many of my clients of this because I did so much one-to-one communication. So, for example, in the past, if you had a challenge or a struggle, you'd email me and I would respond. But the reality is more than half of the other people in our group need that response too They just didn't ask the question because maybe they didn't have time or they didn't know how to verbalize it or they thought they would figure it out on their own. So now I think a huge asset is that I strongly encourage these questions to be asked in our private Facebook group or in our course platform. And we talk about it in those coaching webinars or I put out responses to it in the daily coaching audios or via Solution Central or I incorporate them into weekly challenges so that we are doubling, tripling, quadrupling people's opportunity to learn and grow and change. So yeah, that's kind of long-winded, but I would say that's kind of the evolution.
1: Hmm. Now, this is a listener question. It's not my question.
0: <laughs> okay. How do I deal with a bad supervisor? <laughs> well, I'm glad it's not your question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when things get weird. <laughs> um, although, God, Sarah is a saint, you guys, because right now, How many times did we get interrupted yesterday by, like, workers from the house? A few. And (laughs) And also,
1: like, a tornado.
0: (laughs) Yes. And that was in, like, two hours that you were here before they cut the internet. Yeah, Wi-Fi. gone. Yeah. Just, oops. Sorry, ladies. (laughs) They don't need this. Yeah. Um, So then Sarah left to work from home. But in the couple hours that she was here, at least three times they came in with questions. And roomy. Right, we just had to stop recording to to put him upstairs in the house, because um, we were like, hey, I think we can do this while he's sleeping. And then within thirty seconds of hitting record, he's up. So Sarah has to deal with a lot around here. Me um, too. Just a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things that are going on. Okay, so the question is, how do I deal with a bad supervisor? Number one. Look at yourself before you look at somebody else. Now, I'm not saying there aren't supervisors out there with lots of room for improvement. But we always come from a powerless state when we make it about them. And we are infinitely and immediately more powerful when we make it about us. I read something And I cannot remember where I read it. It was a book, um, but I read a lot of books. And and, uh, there was an example in the book. It might have been Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'm not even 50% sure, but that's my best guess. So in this example, in whatever book it was, the author was writing about a group of people who were complaining about their boss. And they were saying, you know, that their boss is really defensive and their boss isn't a good listener and all of these things. And the p- question was posed to this group of employees that were complaining about their boss, what is your role in the communication that influences your boss responding that way? Right? So anytime time that we can say to ourselves, whether we're talking about a supervisor, we're talking about a partner, we're talking about a child, what is my role in their response? That does not mean that we are responsible for another person's behavior. But I think about this in terms of my own boyfriend, right? If he reacts in a way that I do not like, what is my role in that? For example, just yesterday when the internet went out, they first thought they got it back up, and yet we weren't back online. So I thought to myself, there must be something that I need to do with either the router or the modem, and the way we have it set up here, we've got like three different splits because we've got the main house, and we have the apartment where our tenant lives, and we have the office, and I wasn't quite sure how to, how to fix it, so I called the boyfriend, and I was like, um, I think I was pretty calm when I called him, was I? I totally agree. Okay, because Sarah was here. And I basically said, hey, they cut the internet. They think they've fixed it. But is there something I need to reset? And is that in the office? Is it, is it in the basement? Like, where do I need to go? Well, when he quickly realized that it wasn't a reset issue, it was a they cut some wires issue, he, he went to like level eight or nine. He was, <laughs> you're making a face. Like, yeah. Was it more like 10? I could hear him. From yeah. where I
1: was sitting and you're across the
0: room. Yeah. yeah. He, and I think the, the, without getting into the details, it don't really matter. He was frustrated for me. He was upset that he wasn't here and I can't do my job and Sarah can't do her job without internet. So he wasn't upset with us. He was upset for us and frustrated that he wasn't here to be able to help. But he went to level 10 really quickly. And I am not responsible for that reaction in him. However, when I step back and say, what was my part in him responding that way? I could have handled it differently. I could have called and said, all right, babe, I know you can't do anything to fix this, and I'm not looking for you to fix this, but where do I go to reset the modem? He would have just given me that answer. But the fact that I included information about what happened in the main house and this, that, and the other contributed to his response. I also could have said, I'm frustrated, and I'm sure you're going to be frustrated. But what I need from you right now is, and I think I did eventually say that, Mm -hmm. something along those lines, like, I don't need your emotion right now. I need your help in creating a solution. And if you can't just give me this simple answer and it's something more complex. I'll I'll take care of that, but like this isn't helping. So going back to the question of like how do I deal with a bad supervisor, is there something in the way that you communicate in your body language, in your demeanor, in your words, in whatever, in your gossip, in your back talk, in the conversations you have along the water around the water cooler about the fact that you guys don't like your supervisor, whatever. Is there something in your behavior that is contributing to this problem? That is a much more powerful place to start. The other thing is, using and this is one of the big questions in chasing cupcakes, what is happening here without my story? Right? If you have this story infused with feelings, infused with drama, oh my gosh, my supervisor is such a jerk, they're impatient, they're not a good communicator, they're critical, they're this, they're that, what is happening without your story? It could be, and there's a lot that I don't know, so I'm just giving kind of random examples here, it could be that they have a different style than you do. That's totally allowed, right? It could be that you don't agree with that style, that's also OK. You are not always going to agree with the management style of your superior. You're not always going to agree with the or the communication style of anybody in your personal life, too. And we are allowed to be different. Have you communicated your needs and your preferences? Knowing that just because you have a particular preference does not mean that somebody should or will change their behavior, But I do think there is a big difference between my boss sucks, they're a jerk, we all talk about them, and sitting down and saying, I really want to have a wonderful working relationship. I want to be great at my job, and I want to have great lines of communication with you so that we can both fulfill our role here to the best of our ability. Right now... There are a couple of concerns that I have, and I want to communicate them, and I know that this is only one side of the story, and I would love to hear your perspective as well. Maybe they think you're a bad employee. Maybe that's the thing, right? And being open to that and not just being so rigidly locked to your own perspective that you can't be open to maybe they perceive that I don't like them. And so they're coming kind of with walls up. And that is an opportunity where I can be more focused on getting it right than on being right. There's so many different ways to tackle this. And I think a lot of the questions in Chasing Cupcakes can really help too.
1: How do I keep the ideal body size long-term?
0: That's loaded, huh? I know. The ideal body size. Yes. I think that's an interesting place to start. What does that mean? The ideal body size. If that means I feel like I'm in a great place right now, how can I maintain that? Well, we can't solve that for six years from now, but we can solve that for today, right? Because the reality is that over time, things change. Over time, our hormones change. Over time, our lifestyles change. Maybe our food preferences change. Maybe our hormones change. So we cannot solve for a year from now, six months from now, but we can solve for today. This is one of the primary reasons that I really recommend journaling, because when we bring that high degree of awareness, we are much more in tune with what's working, what's not working. What foods make us feel great? What foods don't? What are patterns of behaviors that are leading to changes in our body composition? And what are patterns of behavior that allow for maintenance? So I would say if I had to summarize with like one tool for quote unquote maintaining, it would be journaling. But the other tool is staying in the moment because what ideal body size means to you in 10 years could be very different. And we don't have to solve for that right now. Your hormones could be very different. Your health could be very different. So let's not, I just did a coaching audio on something kind of related to this just the other day for my 12-week clients, Um, siphoning energy out of the present into the future. And this seems very much like that. There is a big difference between what can I do to maintain or improve my health today and what am I going to do to kind of keep this up over the next 10 years? When you have that very long-term perspective, you are siphoning energy out of today and into the future. So then you have less opportunity to create change today. Um, so, so there's a big mindset component of that as well.
1: Okay, this, this question comes from a podcast listener. And they want to know how they hear the
0: daily coaching audios. You join the 12 Weeks to Transformation. That's right. So the daily coaching audios are a tool within the 12 Weeks to Transformation because as part of that process, we really want to help you stay engaged and connected every day. We know because we live this way that things come up every single day and there are distractions and there are so many things competing for our attention. And these daily coaching audios are just One to three minutes to reconnect to what am I doing? Why am I here? What do I want? Um, And that's why they're part of the 12 Weeks to Transformation. So the next 12 weeks kicks off in early October. Registration opens in September and the wait list is open now. If you're on the wait list... I try to connect with you every few weeks, give you a little bit of information about what's happening in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, give you some sneak peeks, different things like that. So you can get on the wait list by going to primalpotential.com forward slash transform or by going to the Work With Me page on primalpotential.com. We'll also put it in the show notes for today's episode.
1: And I know for myself, and we've heard from clients specifically about the daily coaching audios that you listen to them and you swear that you know exactly what you need on that day. Like yeah. I think yesterday's was overwhelmed. Yeah. And I listened to it on the way here. Yeah. Cause I'm feeling re- not cause I knew. Yeah. But because I, I'm feeling really overwhelmed and you're talking about that. It was just exactly what we needed.
0: It's so funny because I would say at least 10 people a week will say this was exactly what I needed today. Yes.
1: Yeah. And it's such a nice little snippet. Like it's yeah, the, super it's the, short. It, perfect amount of time. But, but,
0: Jam-packed, like right. it's exactly what you need. Direct. Mean. Yes. Like this is the tool for today and you can download them too. So if there are, you know, over the course of 12 weeks, if there are 10 that you're like, oh my gosh, this was a game changer, download them, keep them on your phone, you know, and mm-hmm. just play them on demand. And not only that, when you register for the 12 weeks, not only do you start getting these daily coaching audios every single day, you can go back through over a year and a half of daily coaching audios. like. You're going to find what you need. Oh, yeah. For any day. Yes. Yeah. Agreed.
1: Okay. What's the best way to determine what supplements you need for gut health? And what is the process for ordering?
0: The process for determining what you need is going to be really individual and often not clear. Not clear out of the gate because there can be so many components to this. um, And we just don't know until we start trying some things. For example, for me, I started with probiotics, but what made a bigger difference for me in terms of immediate change was digestive enzymes, right? Um sometimes you can look at just the fact that somebody's not having a regular bowel movement and be like, oh, digestive enzymes. But the reality is not having a regular bowel movement might not be related to a need for digestive enzymes. It might be related to inflammation. It might be related to not chewing your food enough. It might be related to dehydration or consuming foods to which you are sensitive. So the, the true answer Is that it's very individual and I would be happy to have a conversation about what's going on with you to give you a starting point. But there is no carte blanche kind of like this is, you know, where everybody needs to start to figure it out. Uh, Begin by these are some concerns that I have. You know, whether that is fatigue, whether it is depression, whether it is mood swings or it's constipation, bloating, heartburn, begin with, these are my challenges or these are my pain points. And you kind of build the car as you drive it. Um, I'm trying to think of like other things that I learned only in the process. And I'm looking behind me because I have a huge stack of, uh, of different supplements behind me. But the other piece of it is, as you start to improve one symptom, you might become more aware of another, you know? So it very much is an organic process. Uh, but if you want to have a conversation with me um, and talk more about yourself individually or, or the process for ordering, just shoot me an email, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Yeah.
1: Okay. I think this is the last question here. How can I get out of my own way? How can I crush self-doubt and insecurity? How can I own my accomplishments and not feel guilty about how far I've come?
0: Perspective. Perspective. I mean, let's start with the last one. How can I own my accomplishments and not feel guilty about how far I've come? The guilt thing is something that you create. So you can just not create it. We are storytellers. Every single one of us tell ourselves a story. And that story in this example, it's either about being proud or that story is about guilt. That is not something that just lives in our head and what do we do with it. It is something that we create. We tell that story. We reinforce that story. We repeat that story. So when you notice that you're telling yourself this story about guilt, stop. Tell a different story. Strip away the drama. It could be that your first step is, I acknowledge my accomplishments. They just are what they are, and I don't have to assign a feeling to them. That could be where you start. You might not be willing to jump to, I'm proud of myself. That might not feel comfortable. But you can just say, I achieved this thing, and I don't feel bad about it, or I don't feel good about it. I just own the fact that I achieved this thing. As for getting out of your own way. Read Chasing Cupcakes. I think that is a really great tool for getting out of your own way because it starts to help you identify in what ways are you in your own way? What is untrue about so many of these stories we're telling ourselves, especially this person's asking about self-doubt and insecurity? There are going to be incomplete truths. There are going to be stories or drama or excuses or exceptions that are fueling that, I really think that is a powerful, powerful tool um, for that. And it's also a big part of what we work on in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, which we're like already gearing up for the fall session, which is crazy because we're going into week four I know of our summer group. Doesn't it just like fly by when it's 12-week increments?
1: Flying, yes.
0: I always tell people those 84 days, man, they're like They go so fast. Yeah, make them count. They go so, so fast. All right. We love it when you guys send in your questions and we love giving stuff away to you. Do not forget that you can win our weekly giveaways by either leaving a rating and review of this podcast in iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, leaving a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon uh, or posting on Facebook or Instagram something that you've learned, something that you love from the podcast, make sure to tag me so that I can see it. And today's winner of their choice of either vanilla or chocolate protein, the brand that Sarah and I both use and love, um, as well as the Four Sigmatic Dark roast coffee travel packets with lion's mane and chaga really helps with that focus and that stable energy. This person left a review of the podcast and their name via Apple podcast is ValR717. Val R 717, you are today's winner. Email Sarah at primalpotential.com to claim your prize. Um, she called the podcast a continuous game changer. And she took a hiatus for about a year. And she said she was thrilled to find the Primal Potential podcast not only still existed, but the episodes increased exponentially in the amount, but the val- in the amount and the value of the content. She said the information is simple and applicable. So that's pretty cool, Val R seven one seven. You gotta email Sarah, right, Sarah? Yes, please. Yeah. Sometimes people don't email. I know we've had a few that haven't emailed. Maybe they haven't listened yet, but I, I hope they'll get to us
1: get soon. Get your prize. Yeah.
0: Get your prize. Val R seven one seven email Sarah at primalpotential.com S-A-R-A-H. And we will get that out to you. You get to let us know if you prefer vanilla or chocolate. And also include your mailing address when you email so that we can get it out to you without delay. We will choose another winner next Saturday. I think next Saturday would be a good time to um, do a little Primal Potential Baby update. Yes, definitely. Because I've been getting a lot of questions about that and a lot of congratulations. So thank you all for that. I, I had my first ultrasound which was like pretty neat and went well and yeah baby is healthy healthy. baby is growing well we could see baby's brain heartbeat was strong um yeah if i remember correctly you posted a photo of the ultrasound in the master's club and the 12-week groups okay yeah got it yep so anybody in the master's club anybody in the 12 weeks to transformation i posted that i'm sure i'll share more more broadly um you know as time goes along but everything was good I feel like trash. Oh, yeah. I know I'm totally feeling for you. Yeah, every day has been um, a challenge. And I think it's pretty common like women in my family historically have had really challenging pregnancies. Um, and not from like a health of baby standpoint, thank God, like I will take my own discomfort um, any day if it means baby is healthy, but um whew. I've eaten a lot of saltine crackers. I know. It's just just not you. No. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm going to turn into a cracker. But you know what? I had a great conversation just yesterday. uh, And I think I'm going to air it on the podcast with somebody who specializes in these kinds of things. And she was saying, I was giving the example of how my high-intensity workouts, yeah, not happening. Like, not because physically I'm not capable. I don't feel well enough you know, with the nausea and the vomiting and all of that kind of stuff. I just don't, I don't, I don't feel well enough. Um, and she was saying, sometimes we convince ourselves that we have to be so strong going into labor and delivery, no matter what that looks like for you. And she said, you're already as strong as you need to be. What moms need is to be more relaxed. Mm. And I was like, God, that's so true, not only of the physical piece of it, but also the mental and emotional piece of it. Like, so if all I ate yesterday was saltine crackers, it's that's, fine. Yes. That's just is what it is. And there's more benefit for me and for baby in me being relaxed about it than me like freaking out and trying to like do every little thing right when physically I'm just like, Not feeling it. What great advice. I know. I know. And I think that applies to so many things outside of pregnancy, which is why I think I'm going to air it on the podcast. Yeah. Because with all things, oftentimes what we need more is to chill out. So true. Right? And you have permission to like give me that reminder on repeat because things around here are a wee bit crazy. (laughs) Tiny bit.
1: Yeah. Tiny, tiny bit. What do you have going on this weekend? I think I will be spending some time with my nephews. Maybe going on the boat. Yeah. Which is fun. That'll be so fun.
0: Definitely. What and about? it won't be like as hot as it was last weekend. I don't think it's supposed to be. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. Yes. And you? I am going to go up to see my cousin. Um, and I think I'm going to do the uh, gender test to find oh. out if baby is a boy or a girl. So if I do that, it's a. I most of you guys probably knew this was a thing. I did not know this is a thing. But you can do a maternal um, finger prick Anytime after eight weeks, which I am past. And um, it tells you gender of baby with 95% accuracy in just like a couple days. And do you think you're going to share that with us? You yeah, mean? I just don't know when. But um, for sure, I will share it. Um, I'm just excited to, to know. Me too. Yeah. And so I was, I was talking to my sister about like, I'm not a big party person you know like be center of attention or anything like that but in my family I think because we've had a lot of loss and a lot of just like heartbreak as a family um we very much collectively believe celebrate everything mm-hmm. you know so I wanted to do something to celebrate um you know whatever baby's gender is and I saw these cutest things like the theme is I'm here for the sex <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes. Yeah. So um, I think with uh, with with my family and unfortunately the boyfriend's family, most of them are not like most of his immediate family is not here locally. Um, his parents are in Germany. One of his brothers in Florida, but one of his brothers is here. So we'll certainly include him, but mostly my family and i'm here for the sex party. Yes, that sounds awesome. It <laughs> oh, that sounds great. pretty appropriate for the kinds of celebrations your family has. Yes, because well, you were here when we had the llama party. No, no, you weren't you weren't here. You were you saw the you saw the llama the llama decor. Yes. Yeah, we like to do interesting things. Yeah, i
1: hear about hats
0: or wigs. Well, my mom and... was telling you that her next theme for a party she wants to be wigs. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? It's so awesome. I like totally want to go to a wig party. Me too. Yeah, we'll we'll be there for sure. I'm going to ask my mom when her wig party is. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. I hope that maybe you're the winner next week. So those three ways to win, take advantage of them. Keep the questions coming. And we'll chat with you soon.